I'm Arnold and I'm in fourth grade and I've been doing cybersecurity for around three years. Hi, I'm Mahika and I'm in fifth grade and I've been interested in cybersecurity for around two years. Hi, my name is Heidi and I've been teaching cybersecurity for around two years. Uh, hi, my name is Yusuf. I'm from Egypt. I've been learning about cybersecurity for uh, two months. Hi, I'm Harrison. I'm a freshman in college and I've been involved in various cybersecurity competitions for six years and teaching for three. Hi, I'm Priya. Uh, I'm a security researcher at Intel. I'm part of Intel's recent college graduate program and I have been in cybersecurity for a very long time. Hi, I'm Camille, host of What That Means, part of Cybersecurity Inside. And we're going to have a conversation with all of these folks about what is cybersecurity, what it means to them, what they're learning about it, and how they're learning from one another. We're looking at sort of this progression all the way from fourth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, 10th grade, freshman in college, all the way through recent college grad. Really happy to have you guys on. You guys are a special group of folks because you're all already involved in cybersecurity. Let's start with Arnold. And I want to know, what does cybersecurity mean to you? Hmm. For me, cybersecurity means like um, online and protecting some, like protecting online stuff and also like protecting and software and programs. Okay, Heidi. There was a shortage on gasoline in some areas because their system was hacked. And I think if it wasn't so cybersecurity at all, or just then it would have more serious things than just gasoline, like hospitals could get hacked, which has a bunch of electronic computers, like helping people and more like that airplanes. And I think that without cybersecurity, we wouldn't be in a good place. I think that's a really good answer, really good points that you make. And it's interesting to me that you're, you have the same concerns that I've heard a lot of adults have, you know, about you're referencing like our critical infrastructure, like our energy supply or our gasoline supply or fuel supply in the country. I'm wondering if you guys just in general to open it up, think that the concerns of kids around cybersecurity are similar to the concerns of adults or if you guys think that there's something different i think it's almost the same but a bit different because i think kids uh, more think about privacy and i think the grown-ups more talk about like hospitals and like energy sources getting less or something like that um let me ask you priyam did you know or have any concept of cybersecurity when you were in fourth grade no, we didn't know anything. We know about a bit about computers, but nothing about cybersecurity. Harrison, let's bring you into the conversation. You told us that you're a college freshman, and I know about three years ago, you created an NGO called Fusebreakers, which is how many of you on this call know each other. Can you tell us more about the program? Yeah. It started out just me and a whole bunch of friends kind of just coming together over a our shared passion of both cybersecurity and other related and unrelated topics. Because we initially started as like a robotics team and then just kind of moved away and eventually transitioned to cybersecurity. And then we start off as like a really competitive team going to big competitions like our Patriot, which is run by the Air Force. And then went from there. We added more people, we met more people, 
as we kind of got older, we just want to focus more on like kind of giving back to people around us. That resulted in the creation of Fusebreakers. And Fusebreakers is the model kind of for kids to teach other kids. Is that one of the core tenets of it? Yeah, exactly. So it started off with like me and a couple other people my age teaching the younger generations, like Heidi and Arnold. And then now, as we've like moved out of it, they've now stepped up and are now teaching kids. And it's just kind of a beautiful perpetuating cycle, you know. So, which one of you guys has been a teacher of cybersecurity to other people? Okay, so、um, Heidi, tell me about that experience. So teaching, what my favorite part about teaching is, like I like teaching first of all because I like seeing people understand what I know, and I taught my first course two years ago, like when school started teaching online because of COVID, and I think it opened many opportunities just teaching online because there's、um, people from all around the world can connect and learn. So I think one thing that I noticed is that the, like most schools. Or everywhere, really, that one generation teaches the next, but why not the same generation teach each other? Mahika, when did you start taking classes?、Um, they taught a lot at school in the computer lab, and my dad told me about Heidi's classes, and I joined, and we learned a lot about cybersecurity and coding. It was really fun. So you actually took a class from Heidi, who's on this call. Is she a good teacher? For sure. Definitely, <laughs> I feel like it would have been a lot more difficult if Fernando had taught me. But because she's so close to my age, it became it was a lot easier because I guess we see things in similar ways. Oh, really? What do you think that you guys or people your same age would see the same that an adult wouldn't see? An adult may、uh, explain things in a more complex way or the way they were taught when they were younger. So it. A kid is the same age, around the same age. I guess you would see things in similar ways because you're in the same, like you learn it the same way. So she used to make us videos about、um, how to learn Python and、uh, all the different classes. And I feel like it was a lot more easier than it would have been. So、um, Yusuf, you are the only person on this call who's from outside the United States. I know that this program has people from. You know, all over the world, and I'm just wondering what it's like for you, kind of joining in with people in all different countries and collaborating on problems. It's a new, unique experience. All of my friends are focusing on only on gaming, and I would like to pop up, do something new, something like that. And I found I found、uh, interesting to do. How did you get involved in cybersecurity? What made you even think about it as an interesting topic? Uh, my dad told me about about it in my school. Here, here in Egypt, we don't teach anything about cybersecurity. We're only focusing on basic computer language. So I found it would be an interesting topic to learn learn about it. You said you're not taught cybersecurity at school. Yeah, I、um, my course I took it with、uh, Heidi, the first course I had of cybersecurity. It it was fun, like、uh, the mindset of people like under my age or like in my same age. It's like Nice to someone in your own age teach you something you don't know. Like if you、uh, an elder, a younger one, like your father, something like that. He has a bigger mindset, so he 
basically teach you in in the book way, but we highly teach it us, us in the game form, something like that. Uh, it was fun. The funny thing is, you're kind of you're at grade ten, but you're sort of old enough that I mean, you could be a teacher also. So I'm just curious, what is it like having somebody younger than you teach you something? Is that like really a novelty? It's not bad. It's, it's okay. Well, we all learn. So maybe in the future I can teach someone older on or younger than me. So it's not really about your age. It's just kind of about what you know and looking at it that way. Yeah. So we've talked about classes and teaching, but there's also competitions as part of Fuse Breakers. Arnold, could you explain for people who don't know about these competitions what you do there? Um, basically, um, it's like really like your own computer, but it's like um, they give you like a test computer with problems and you try to fix those problems with different things. Who else has been in a competition? Heidi? So I have to say my favorite competitions are MCL and Mayor's Cup, which are both coming up soon. And what I like about MCL is that they're filled with different topics like cryptography, password cracking, um, web exploitation, and more like that. And I think it's really nice because they have team games, individual games, and um, I like all of the experiences that it gives. Like team game, you learn how to collaborate with others and you see each other's weaknesses and teach each other, but also use other people like who specialize in cryptography to do the cryptography-free problems or ones who are really good at encryption and decryption for the password cracking problems. So that's what we learned from team game. And I think individual game, it's discovering what you know and what you need to know. So you can take courses or just learn on your own the places, like fill in the blanks from what you don't know. So cybersecurity to me isn't just like competitions and fun. It's also what comes to mind first is exploiting areas and then improving it, which improves all like platforms. If you wanted to see the weakness in a website, then you would have to try to exploit it, but then that wouldn't be the purpose of it. The purpose would to see where the weak points are and then to improve it there. So Priyam, does this sound at all familiar to you with what happens in industry and cybersecurity events? Yeah, definitely. We try to do these exercises uh, by ourselves as well, like trying to hack a computer with different bugs and vulnerabilities. And our problems might be a bit complex, but they're they definitely in the right direction. I think I, I want to ask Harrison a little bit more about collaboration in cybersecurity, because you said you were on a robotics team and it kind of evolved from there, wanting to start something with cybersecurity. Can, can you let us know like where you see kind of solo work versus collaboration emerging in this field? Yeah, I think a lot of it's definitely collaboration. Because in most of co competitions I've been to, it's been very team oriented. And for them, Star Patriot, there's actually multiple Im uh, virtual images. So everyone kind of like splits off and there's like one or two people per system. However, it is like a lot of collaboration because like you're in the same room, you're talking, bouncing ideas off of each other. It's a whole team effort, even though like there's only one or two people on a system at one time. Do you know uh, what your major is already? I know your first year at university, but do you have a sense what you're going to major in? Yeah, I'm working towards declaring a molecular cell bio and going for a degree there. Okay, and so are you going to blend that with cybersecurity? Yeah, I think so. But to be fair though, cybersecurity is kind of everywhere because it's an essential part of the internet and 
biology, there's a lot of sensitive information to be had, like information about drugs, information about other forms of molecules, and just sharing that information while keeping it private is important. So I'm wondering which of you ended up being surprised at how interesting something like cybersecurity could be? I guess that kind of happened to me. Um, We learned about it in school and it was not really a big thing. But then cyberbullying came up and I guess the way those two connected, that was really interesting to me. And when I took Heidi's class, then I, I was able to go into cybersecurity even more. So I guess like I wasn't, I didn't, I never like rolled my eyes at it, but it, it wasn't that interesting to me until I started taking classes and learning about it more. Hmm. And does any of you guys think you're going to end up being a, I'll say security researcher, but I think another term that we use is hacker. And obviously there's, you know, good hackers, we can say, hackers who are trying to hack so that they can help find vulnerabilities and make sure they get fixed and they don't cause problems for people. Is any of you guys planning to become a good hacker? Don't tell us on the air if you're going to be a bad hacker. Don't want, don't want anybody to know that. <laughs> I want to learn definitely more in that area, enough to become something like an ethical hacker, figuring out areas which need help and then improving them. But I actually want to be a doctor when I grow up, but I do also want to do stuff with cybersecurity too. So, yeah. Well, that's kind of an interesting point because I think that, you know, to me anyways, one of the reasons I love this podcast is I feel like there's an intersection between almost anything you want to pick and cybersecurity. It it seems to me like you can't really, you could pick any profession or you could pick any topic that you're interested in, and they pretty much all are going to collide at some point with cybersecurity or cyber privacy. Yeah, actually, one thing I do want to um, say that I remember was that when they were giving out vaccines, they wanted to observe you for a while. So I remember I forgot exactly who had the idea, but to have an algorithm on a camera to see if you're doing well, or like if it looks like you're in pain, or if it looks like you're just doing good, to observe you for a while to see, yeah, basically if that you're good. So I thought that was a really cool way that like health and medicine can collide with cybersecurity. Yeah. I actually did a whole podcast on like medical device and hospital security also. So I, I found it fascinating. Any final thoughts from anybody on cybersecurity or participating in, in programs or opportunities like fuse breakers? Um, I think for, um, Cybersecurity, um, I think like one thing I saw was kind of cool is how cybersecurity has developed from like a long time. Like if I went to like when like when there was using computers to calculate um back then, now we could just go on our iPad and calculate it. Or I think it's really progressed a lot since like in 1990 to 2020. It's like big uh, change in little time. Were you alive in the 90s? No. No. Okay. (laughs) I think you're right, though. I can tell you that, uh, you know, I was in university. I was probably about Harrison's age when email became a thing. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you guys, I think, have all been born in the age of the internet. So very different, very different um, growing up with it, I would assume. Yeah. Actually, there's a couple more things I want to say. Talk about all these like competitions and really advanced topics like encryption, password cracking, that type of thing. And I just kind of like to point out how like relatable it is. Like, even though it sounds lofty and overcomplicated, like it affects us in our everyday life. Like just a couple weeks ago, like someone tried to hack my Instagram. They got through like my really complex password, which would happen to be like at these sugar, which is like a playoff of cheeseburger with just a bunch of numbers, random capitalizations involved. Like someone somehow managed to guess that password. And the only reason why I still have access to my Instagram account, account is because I had dual factor authentication turned on. And because of it, I got a notification. Someone from, I think it was like Oklahoma or somewhere down there, an IP from there was trying to hack my Instagram account, like try to sign in. And it was just kind of like a reality check for me and just how relatable it is for everyone. Just like Harrison said, how it's relatable and how you can um, see uh, security in everyday life. I think the transition you have to make to just see behind the scenes of how things really are is like, for example, going from desktop, just looking at it to see behind the terminal. And then if you see a website, do you see the HTML behind it or from running programs to writing them? I think like this transition is not only important just if you want to be in that area because it is really fun and important, but also just so you can protect yourself and you know what's out there. I agree. Yeah, I'd just like to add that uh, when we were kids, we were told that be aware of the strangers, but these days it's more like be aware of the cyber strangers because we are exposed to so many online platforms. So it's important to know a bit about cybersecurity and how to protect your privacy and your devices. Yeah, and there's not really an option of not participating online anymore if you really want access to sort of multiple opportunities in education and other things. So it's it's not so simple as close the lid, right? It's more like you have to be able to navigate some of the threats that can be out there. It's also important for them as well to know like their privacy is also at risk. Yeah, and once it's online, boy, that's going to be out there for potentially ever, you know? So thanks, you guys. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cybersecurity Inside. Follow at Tom M. Garrison and Camille at Moorhart on Twitter to continue the conversation. Thanks for listening. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and author and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Intel Corporation.